Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That? The podcast series where we sit down and uh, watch the films that my co-host missed growing up. Uh, my name is Chris and I'm joined as always by my co-host Eric. Hey everybody. Um, this week, Chris, what are we watching? Oh, we got a good one this week. Uh, we have James Cameron's 1994 film, True Lies. For 15 years, Harry Tasker's been leading a double life. Mr. President, one of our best men is inside. Now, they're about to collide. What's your exit strategy? I'm going to walk right out of the front gate. May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation. It's not like he's saving the world or anything. Well, see, this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. From James Cameron, director of Aliens and T2. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jamie Lee Curtis. True Lies. What can I say? I'm a spy. Yeah, and this one is so good. Yes. Allegedly. Yes. Um, that we've brought on a guest, our first guest. Yeah, yes. Now, this guest is special because he can talk about neo-imperialism <laughs> and he can quote the Simpsons ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah. um, he is a borderline socialist and is an m- amazing consumer. <laughs> <laughs> he is an incredible balance of... Serious and fun, and um, and this film is probably, from what I understand, like our generate like a perfect sort of. Mm. This man likes Transformers the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's enough. Yeah, we've got Mike. My good friend Mike is here with us. Yeah, I'm everything you want to be, <laughs> um, or want me to be. Yeah, Mike is. <laughs> Apart from being uh, one of our very dearest friends, uh, he is an aficionado of uh, 80s and 90s action films. Um, And other films. And other films. He's a... A Schwarzenegger connoisseur, if you will. Yeah. Well, you've seen the man live. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Being interviewed by that dick Richard Wilkins. <laughs> See what I did there? Yep. But yeah, so uh, welcome, Mike, to the podcast. Thank you. Um, I'm honoured as the first guest. Yeah. Um, but we'll uh, jump kind of right into it. And um, so, True Lies, uh, this was a big, big film for me. This was. Uh, I had a framed poster of True Lies on my wall Did growing really? up. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I, yeah, I, I've seen this film I don't know how many times. This is a massive, massive film for me as a kid. Um, yeah. I would probably go on the record and say this is my favourite James Cameron film. Maybe i put Terminator 1 ahead of that. Maybe. Yep, but, okay. Yeah, it's... Didn't I, he do the Alien films? He did Aliens. Aliens, yeah. And Terminator 2. Uh, yeah. And I also am a huge fan of The Abyss. Hang on, you're putting this above Terminator 2? Yes. Oh, interesting. Uh, Terminator 2 has really fun action scenes, but as a film, it's a bit... Eh, yeah, I okay. think. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. Um, Terminator 2 is just a redo of Terminator, bigger and better. Yeah, fair call. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally beat for beat. Yeah. <laughs> like even freeway chase and ending in a factory and everything. <laughs> yeah, <sure laughs> uh, but this is like James Cameron doing like kind of big, bold bombastic something original even yep. though it's based on a French film <laughs> okay. but um, I'm a huge huge fan and I f- figure Mike you were yeah. the yeah. same well the first time I saw it was at your house really Manning Road oh wow god yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it is my second favourite James Cameron movie 
behind Terminator 2. Yep. Um, we can argue that later. Yep, yep. Um, but I will put this as the... If you take all of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and put them on a spectrum, this is the dead center of it. And that's interesting because that is how <laughs> I mentally have this one sitting. Yes, well, that, that brings us perfectly to... So what are you expecting for this? Well, or what this, do you know This is this one, one of those ones where I have actually seen parts of it, like chunks. It was on television so much when we were, you know, throughout primary school and high school and stuff like that. Um, like, I've seen Jamie Lee Curtis dance in her underwear several oh, sure times. You just have. because it was on the ads. <laughs> it was on the ads, let alone when I turned the actual show on. Um, I've seen the the ending. I don't remember it clearly, but like a Harrier jump jet sort mm-hmm. of thing. I've seen the tango scene like once. Um, I couldn't quote any one-liners from it. I'm assuming there are some. It's got Arnie in it. Yeah. Um, but from from what I can sort of remember and sort of my images of it is it's it's a bit more of a uh, serious Arnie action film, I guess. Like, it's not his modern-day ones where he's just pl- hamming it up playing Arnie. So you think it's less tongue-in-cheek than, say, like, Commando or yeah, some stuff like that? Yeah, it just seems to me constructed really well from, like, the external bits I've seen. So I'm expecting it to be closer to a sort of a, a full-package not die hard, but, you know, closer to that kind of package than mm. perhaps a commando or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't... I feel like his daughter gets kidnapped or something, but I don't re- really remember the plot. Yeah. Um, I just know that Jamie doesn't know he's a spy or whatever he is. Um, and so, of course, that's upsetting. And I also don't understand why Jamie Lee Curtis is a sex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to see the film now. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't have anything against Jamie, but I just... Yeah, just remember that... Like I said, that underwear danced on every ad, so... Um, that's bizarre that yeah, you said it. like, do you want to watch this? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, oh, uh, on that note, should we uh, jump into it then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, so that was True Lies. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Mike's just so happy. Oh, I love that movie so much. <laughs> How many times do you reckon you've seen it each? Roughly, like, I know, you know. Uh, conservative, I would say 45. <laughs> yep. Mike? Yeah, I, I'd say I, I watch it at least once every six months. Wow. That's solid. That's yeah. good, yeah. Well, it's it, one that, when it when it's on... You will watch it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything else tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the footage on tonight. Like true lies on tonight. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> when it's on, like you, you gotta watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the first thing I, I kind of want to jump into with this was in the kind of prologue. You were anticipating a more serious or a kind of yeah, action I, I drama. Um, you weren't I, expecting a comedy. No, I, I'm. I got the well constructed. Like well executed part, I guess, but I was totally off. Yeah. <laughs> with um, what, yeah, I was expecting um, yeah, a tad more believable, like yeah. you know, in, in the diehard sense. Yes. Um, and I have no complaints with the end result. No, um, but I just definitely got it wrong in that regard. Yeah, you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Cameron. You don't think laugh out loud comedy. <laughs> No, not yeah. really. I mean, I know Arnie in the 90s moved to flat-out comedy. Yeah, yeah, with Twins and Junior and stuff. Mm. And, I mean, Kindergarten Cop, I'd consider a comedy. Like, Yeah. yeah. Like, just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I, when I meant at the start, 
the spectrum and it's at the bang in the middle. Yeah. So you'd say I'd say Junior is at one end of the spectrum and then maybe like Running Man on the other side of the spectrum. Okay. And Predator, Commander, all those towards that Total side. Recall, Twins leading, on yeah. the other side. Yeah, all that. And I think True Lies sits it's just the, in the center. The comedy action blend. It's that, yeah, it's both sides. Yeah, all just merging in. And do you reckon it sits dead in the middle at like that kind of apex as well because it's clearly Arnie's best performance, yeah. I, I think? <laughs> he's having fun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's still yeah. not a good actor. So no, no, really. but he's yeah. doing his best. Before, yes, exactly. Performing a robot is more his forte. Yes, he's it's a robot. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's... Everyone brings their, their game yeah. to this one. Like, um, yeah, Arnie just goes for it and has a wonderful time. Tom Arnold's awesome. Oh, yeah. J- Jamie Lee just gives it her all, including, like, committed falls in the hallway and things yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. She, she's... I mean, she's no stranger to comedy as well. Like, she's no, of had, course not. Freaky Friday and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, that was well after this, but, oh, like... Uh, uh, that, yeah, that Freaky Friday is, like, 2002, 2003? Oh. oh, was that a remake of something? Yeah, that was a remake of Freaky Friday with uh, Jodie Foster that's was in the right. original. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, uh, Trading Places... Maybe uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yep. that's... Yeah. You know, and... This would be post My Girl and stuff at this point as mm. well. Yeah, uh, Fish Called Wanda. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she she's no stranger to comedy and no absolutely commits and gives it her all. But I mean the whole cast, like you were saying, like Paxton, um, yes. I think Art Malik, Tia Carrera, like everyone's doing a great job. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like nobody drops the ball. Mm. And it's interesting, like you brought up Tom Arnold. Like you don't think of him <laughs> as like necessarily a great actor. No, but he just suits the casting perfectly. Yeah. This character just seemed like you were just made to play yeah. this guy, aren't you? It was a great role for me. Great role. And apparently, Univ- uh, sorry, uh, 20th Century Fox didn't want to actually hire him. No. Because this was like in the heat of like him and Roseanne going through their div- very public divorce oh, yeah. and their crazy antics and stunts and stuff that they were doing and they were like no he's a weird liability <laughs> no <laughs> same exact thing happened to his wife number two remember I had no idea nothing's going on right I come home one day and the house is completely empty and I mean completely empty she even took the ice cube trays out of the freezer what kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer and apparently like James Cameron like to his credit was like no that's the dude I want he's perfect yeah. for this and God bless him, he's right. Yeah, he is. She's a Trump supporter and Tom Arnold was right all along. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go too far. (laughs) Tom Arnold's a bit of a crazy man. That's true. But yeah, no, he is he nails that role. Yeah, he's he's all over it. He's just like quick like offhand awkward lines, little interjections and stuff, Mm. which is perfect. Just really comedic timing spot on. Yeah. Um yeah, he plays that sidekick kind of role perfect with perfectly without being like hapless and hopeless. Um, but he also doesn't come across as like 1000% elite either no <laughs> you know what I'm sick of being in the van you guys are going to be in the van next time I've been in the van for 15 years Harry I'm intrigued to see like because the film I think does a really great job of following with its A plot I'll say uh, <laughs> yes. Like putting the, putting the Harry and Helen story to the side for a yeah, second. We'll come back to that. The yeah. A the the spy storyline. I think it does a fairly solid job of sticking to a very traditional, almost mm. Bond esque mm. formula. Yeah. Like we, the film opens with essentially a cold open yeah. action sequence, and that establishes our threat and story. And and is that that's a, that's from a the the initial shot of him taking off the wetsuit. 
and he's already got his suit underneath. Yeah, that's, that's from, no, that's um, from a Bond movie. Yeah. I want to say Thunderball when he comes out of the fake crocodile. Yeah, like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you, you feel you feel like James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger realize they could never be in a Bond movie. Yeah, yes. and like let's make one. Well, that was yeah. apparently where what the, like one of the origins was was Arnie apparently like loved Bond films growing up and always wanted to be in one. It was just like I no, that's not a thing I can do. And so yeah, he'd found this story. Uh, he'd seen the original French film and loved it and the spy story and took it to Cameron saying. Hey, I think we should do this. Yeah. And Cameron's like, really? And Ar- and Arnie's response was, yeah, I really connect and think that's an interesting character that I could get to play. And Cameron's like, you think about character? <laughs> <laughs> and based on that, like he was like, okay, if he legitimately wants to, yeah, let's look into it. He's, he was drawn to it by the character arc. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Bond idea of it, it, it like essentially, I'm intrigued your response, Eric, based on that opening with it being. Like the cold open action sequence, were you? That was more in, in line with what you were expecting, I guess. Yes, yeah, I was like that. That real sort of. It was very serious in tone. Yeah. Up until he he had a couple little throwaway one liners, and then like even when the van pulled up to, to scoop him up, and um, he just like told him to duck or watch his head or whatever, and shoots two more skiers behind him. Oh yeah, that worked good. Right out the old front gate. <laughs> Can you lean back a second? Yeah. In quite a comedic kind of way, rather than a smart arsey bond. And you're like, oh, interesting, there might be a bit more to this. And then, of course, when he gets dropped back home with the presents and things like that. Mm. Like, okay, there's a bit more of a comedic twist, and then it just kept going. And then, yeah, you go into their uh, their agency, Omega Sector. Yes. <laughs> and, and you meet uh, Charlton Heston, his boss, yeah. who is dressed like Nick Fury. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's yeah, actually the inspiration for it, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. It is like he's just supposed to be Nick Fury, head of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I love it how they're just a made-up agency. And then Motto is the last line of defense. <laughs> Does that mean there's an alpha sector in the first line of defense? Perhaps. Coast Guard? <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, but yes, yeah, so that cold open, which was, um, yeah, quite, quite, quite good and enjoyable. And, mm. uh, yeah, really set it up, him up very quickly. You established, like, he's a, he's a bit... Well... He's Arnold Schwarzenegger charming. Yes. Um, but, you know, he's effect- an effective spy in terms of he actually manages to get in and they get the job done, even though he ends up blowing up half the place, mm. like Bond often would. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when he's running away and outrunning guys on skis and stuff and still shooting them, he's also really <laughs> good at sliding backwards awesome. down yeah. a hill, yeah. So he's got the moves as well. Hmm. Um, and then, I'm intrigued, like, your reaction once it kind of shifts into what it actually is as a film where it it's essentially a romantic comedy about a marriage <laughs> yeah it, it, like I made a comment at the very end it, it was becoming Mr. and Mrs. Smith yes yeah that, that, um, that um, Angelina Jolie and Brad, Brad Pitt film where they play yeah that's kind of considered to be a somewhat loose reimagining of this oh, to really, some degree yeah, yeah I mean only I only say that in the tiniest way but just that kind of like elements of husband and wife on mm espionage missions each and a bit confusing and lost in, lost messages and things like that. Mm. But, I, um, I, I think where the film works so well is, like, it's... You have that setup of, you know, a, a spy, like, having the covert life hiding from his wife, like, keeping it mm. secret from his wife, and then the added wrinkle of her having an affair with a guy who is a... Like, he's pretending to be a salesman, yes. and then <laughs> she ends up having the affair with 
a guy who is a salesman in real life pretending to be a spy. Like, just that beautiful double, like, yeah, the, the weaving of that. The double wave, yeah. The guy is a goddamn used car salesman. I mean, this keeps getting better and better. It's so enjoyable to I watch. I did not expect that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, once that started happening, and then I just dawned on me that, oh my god, it's going to be Bill Paxton. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just fabulous. And then it went for like 45 minutes. And I'd say even longer. I would say that <laughs> it goes for close to an hour. Yeah, just of, they, they forget the terrorists for like an hour. Yeah, to the point of when they break into the hotel room, you're like, oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, there was an actual threat. Yeah, oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, those guys that you yeah. withdrew all. <laughs> well, because apparently while making the film, Cameron was really focused on his like goal was constantly every day, like. It's a romance film first and foremost. Like that's that's the film I'm making. Yeah. I'm not making an action film. I'm not making a spy film. I'm not doing a thriller. It's a romantic comedy. That's what I'm, that's what we're doing here. Yeah, and he made something pretty unique in a way. Mm. Um, but considering that, he turned out some damn good action. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike's nodding his head. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Like, do you have a favourite scene in particular? Uh, like, you got no. excited when the. The, I think just the the set pieces are all just beautifully done. The cut the car chase the chase scene the motorbike the horse, the horse. Yeah, like it's fantastic. I mean, you get you get car chases, but a horse and a motorbike. Westbound in the park. Suspect is on a motorcycle and is coming out on Franklin. Copy that. Okay, I want you on Fourteenth in case it turns south, and I want Seven on the north side to box him in. Can't make it quick because my horse is getting tired. Your horse. It's just, it's just so fun. <laughs> and you're right, it's fun. And, well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, it could. It's so ridiculous yeah. that it could lean in like to the absurd nature of right. just like this is what am I watching? Yeah. But and instead, you are like yeah. you're in. Yeah. Like bad movies don't execute that well. No. You just watch it and go, this is stupid. Mm. And I think the way that they, obviously it shifts into the setting of the hotel where yeah, the, the chase is happening. Like if, you, if you're down a highway, yeah, the horse is never going to catch the motorbike. No. The car's not going to catch a motorbike. But you change it into a hotel, okay, there's small narrow passages, uh, small hallways. Lots yep. of people in okay. the way. Yep. And, yep. Yep. and okay. it's not, not 100% clean by either of them. No. Like They're, they're manoeuvring through the tight yeah. spaces, but not flawlessly. <laughs> Um, and then the you know the slow mo of Arnie on the horse coming into the fountain and yes. the music <laughs> so building is so like cool. oh yeah, yeah there's our hero yeah, yeah and then I just the horse in the lift <laughs> oh, God bless him yeah oh, it's that's my favorite I think shot in the whole film you have you have um, Aziz the terrorist with like you know the gun on the motorbike to the girl like glaring Arnie and then it just cuts to the reverse of Arnie horseback. Just like glare, giving this guy a death stare that is like, <laughs> like who wrote this? Yeah, it's, James Cameron. Yeah, it's just so like yeah, mm. well like well, that whole scene is just like beautiful, immaculately planned out. Yeah, from the bathroom onwards, like that mm. that path they take, which yeah. they must have just storyboarded to hell. Mm. Well, I'm intrigued, like, your guys' opinion on it. it it's a long movie; it runs mm. nearly two and a half hours. And I think there was a point towards the third act where we, I kind of had to say, like, so much is happening yes. in this film. But do you, I, I don't think it, you notice the length. No, I don't think... I mean, we all know Mike likes his films about five hours long. Oh, the time flew by. That, that felt like half an hour. Yes. I mean, I, I could yeah. watch another seven hours. Of, 
stuff. Yeah, your endurance for these things is ridiculous. Mm. Um, <laughs> so time's not a factor for you, clearly. No. Nope. <laughs> um, no, for me, that, that yeah, for a, a relatively long film, I didn't feel it. Mm. Um, because there was always something interesting going on, space was filled, and everything had a purpose. Yeah. Um, and that's the most important thing. No, no scenes really felt empty to me. Um, the relationship stuff, even though it went for ages... Like each scene was entertaining or had a purpose. Even the scene, like with with him learning more about Bill Paxton, mm. they could have cut that a lot shorter. But it was so well done and entertaining um, that you knew Bill Paxton by the end of it. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. Yeah, you know exactly how horrible and weird this aesthetic yes. this yeah. guy is. And then and then it's just made all the more better later when you find he lives in a trailer as well. Oh, that like the the, the hard cut to the plastic champagne yes. glasses going yeah. in oh. is perfect. Yeah, and the emphasis on that clock. Yeah, <laughs> that, can we point out the amazing foley work in this film? The sound design is incredible in yeah. this film. Oh, so many neck cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Every neck crack is just it's just there enough that you can hear it. Yeah. Like some are done in silence and it's like oh <laughs> yeah. off camera just like <laughs> Yeah. But then also like all the punches, the hits, like yes. everything, it's so beautifully designed. And they're not like overblown kapows. No, no. Like it's not like the Indiana Jones punch that sounds like an engine door shutting yes. or something. <laughs> Yeah. Like when Jamie Lee Curtis is punching on with the um, art dealer girl in the car mm. um, at the end, her punches sound hefty. Yeah. But they don't sound overblown. Mm. And they do, but they do also, like, the sound matches the actress's reaction to the blow. So yeah. you, you sort of, it really puts them together. Sometimes in, like, sort of 80s action films, you know, the, yeah, the sound design, the punches just don't match. Mm. Um when Arnie's just smashing people's heads into things and he's having his own head smashed into things. The bathroom fight with all the oh. porcelain and the water and everything. Oh, so when he clunks that guy's head into the urinal. <laughs> oh. you, you feel it. Yeah, it's a thud. Here, cool off. Um, jumping back to the kind of pacing and things, I guess. Um, mm. Kind of just on. Um... I think why the film, you don't feel the length of it, and I'm assuming you guys will agree with this, It Cameron does such a great job of balancing tone in, in the sense of it shifts so effortlessly from an enthralling action film to a great comedy. And the, just the family drama, like, I was mm. fully invested. Mm. Like, I didn't care that the terrorists had been forgotten. No. I was expecting an action film. I found myself in couples therapy, and I wanted to see more. <laughs> That's a great recommendation. The fact that you went in expecting an Arnie, yeah. Arnie James Cameron action movie. And the best scene, almost, in a way, was the scene where they got Jamie Lee Curtis in the cell with the, the one-way mirror. Yeah. And her breaking down and, and like putting on such a good solo, really, response to the questions. It was just well-directed, well-framed and everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, the only off-bidding bit was the the voice distortion was almost too hard to make out, but like not that bad. Mm. But like that was a very powerful scene. Yeah, and it fitted in the film. And then afterwards, you could go back to nuclear warheads. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Crimson Jihad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cameron's so because I think everything he did post this, I feel got very bloated. Uh, well, it was posted. Titanic and Avatar. Okay. Ah, um, oh, that's right, because, yeah, the Avatar trailer comes with true lies. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we have my confidence. <laughs> yeah, expert um, knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember when the Titanic trailer came out. It was like from the director of T Two Aliens and True Lies. Yeah. No, this romantic. No, but it, it can't, that they did the same thing with Avatar, but Titanic was inserted there as well. It's like, oh, yeah. well, of course I'm going to go see this movie. Yeah, exactly. And it was fun for the first time, and then it wasn't. Was fun. it, though? No. <laughs> that was fun. Same time, yeah. not so much. But there, we'll, we'll, that's another whole yeah. discussion. <laughs> yes. You've seen Avatar, haven't you, Eric? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And then the next two hours just got a bit tiring. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, cat pretty. Yeah, <laughs> getting back to the point, I think this is um, everything. Like, I love Titanic. I think that's a great uh, filmmaking achievement, but it's very bloated, and there's a lot of stuff that it's, could be. It is super yeah. grand. Yes, yeah, which yeah. is understandable for that type of film. But for this film, like, if realistically, True Lies is only about half an hour shorter than Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Yet it feels so much tighter. I think. I think. One of the things with, especially with James Cameron's movies, is particularly because he has a lot of action stuff, is the set pieces or sequences are tied in. And it's not like. So you've got Titanic, where really all the action comes in that last. In basically one spoiler alert, <laughs> the, last, the iceberg, you know, mm. when the sinking starts to happen, that's when you, you see the full James Cameron. Type of movie, and the, yeah. the, the Whereas, sinking is yeah. The point onwards is just brilliant. Yeah, but you look at you look at True Lies, you look at the Terminators, Aliens, um, the Abyss, less, less so Abyss, but you know you've got you, you've got maybe a set piece at the start or within maybe half an hour, and then you've got something coming up in the middle of the movie, and then at the end, it's not all crammed into one. There, it's there's enough flow. T two is a good example. Yeah. Of that long film. Um, mm. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, they're there. Well, each yeah. piece is long and good. Yeah. Like the whole, like you know, um, bike chase. Yeah, the bike chase scene. scene. The same with, uh, with True Lies. The bike, the bike horse chase scene. Then you've got, you know, what's other the other, um, uh, like the the end bit. Obviously, the stuff in the Florida Keys compared to um, the the steel mill. Mm. In Terminator 2. I suppose, yeah, yeah. Like, it, there, there's not... And you even got, like, a chase on a freeway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, yeah. like, with, say, other action movies, and say, like, Michael Bay, where it's really, you can tell... Um, and it pains me to say... You it's can tell it's, ba- it's, it's, basi- it's basically, okay, we've got three set pieces that we want to film. Let's try to weave a story in this. Yeah. Whereas J- the James Cameron movie's more... Hey, there's a story, and let's weave some cool set pieces in here. I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's well said. And yeah. on the Michael Bay, you go to the early ones like The Rock, oh, yeah. and it's a little bit more there's like flow, it feels yeah. more natural. But yeah, yeah like yeah, not like, that I've seen as many of the new ones. But, but like yeah. Transformers, for example, yeah. is a bit of a hectic yeah. going. But, on. but the but the Rock, like you got that, that the car chase down San Francisco. Yeah, clearly had that one ready. And then, then you then you got the, you know the entrance onto the Rock. Yeah, um, it's all very. Um, segmented, yeah, and stru- well structured. That's what, yeah. It's all yes, broken up, and yeah. It's not it's, everything's not at the end or at the start or all just clunked in the middle. It's there's enough downtime to catch your breath, mm. yeah, um, to learn um, about the characters. But and, yeah, the, yeah, and there, but there's enough to keep you going. Like, oh, I'm still invested in this. Yeah. Oh, I want to know about the marriage of yeah, yeah, Harry Tasker, and you want them, you want them to work it out because at the end of the day. Harry, even though he is absent, he 
comes across as a caring husband. Yes. Like, the, the first scene we're introduced to Helen is him coming home after this hectic Switzerland... <laughs> like shot a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. Uh, <laughs> um, if I walk away with one quote, I'm not a quote machine like you men, but... Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to keep in the back pocket. <laughs> but he, he climbs into bed... And he's trying not to wake her and, like, get the bit of the doona. Yeah. And it's just, it's them hugging and embracing. And you're like, oh, this is actually a solid marriage to start the film off on. And yes. I care about these characters yeah. instantly. But I, I do like that point where they're getting in that next scene where they're getting changed in the morning. And he's going on. He's just bullshitting about the computer operating system that he's launched. We did new model ordering system, the 680 I told you about. How you can write up an order. And immediately, as soon as the customer's name comes up, you see what. And she doesn't. There's no reaction. But then, when the roles are reversed, when she's bullshitting to him, and he knows that it's bullshit, he's getting so pissed off. Yet a day, two days prior, he was that's interesting. He was, he was doing the exact same thing to her. It's fantastic. So I love the computer business. Yeah, and it, 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 it's very similar of how they actually explain. Um, you know. He was going on about how wonderful his computer operating system is, and she's going on about how much trouble she was having in photocopying yeah. these Ooh. documents. Like, so I went to the third floor to use theirs, but they have the 1720, and of course the disc isn't formatted for the 1720. So I had to go back upstairs and reformat. They're and both so mundane, yeah, but they're making it sound as if. Um, yeah, they're, it they're was the super exciting, and it made their day. Yeah, and, yeah. So, yeah, that's just something. I it's it is, no, something. it's a very good point. Like, because yeah, he, neither when he tells his lie, neither of them know. Yeah, and then yes, he then has to sit there and. Mm. Although he never really dawns on him much throughout the film, and I didn't bother me, but never he never sits there and goes, "I've been a bad guy." <laughs> that's kind of the only floor I would he never say. Never self reflects on it. I mean, he. You know, he makes up for it and proves his, tells how much he loves her and things like that. It's it's kind of almost you want this scene in the hotel room um, after the the dance sequence when she hits him with the phone. Mm. You almost want to wait thirty seconds before the terrorists bust in because I I want to see how Harry as a character is going to play that situation. Yes. Mm. Like I I've always like my what how I've always viewed it is him trying to say to her. Like, hey, I knew you were... I'd been a shitty husband, and so I've set up this fun game corner. Yeah, yeah, something like that, to try and bring it back onto him as a self-reflection of, I, I've i been absent, I've been... So I've done... Yeah, I went to this to, effort. Yeah. yeah, make your life interesting. To give the excitement yeah. that you wanted, I guess. But then, you know, we never have that moment. No. Again, so. And then I guess... Plot-wise, that allows her to then expose herself as his wife and yeah. hence become an important hostage expose rather than just a prostitute. Listen, you are a prostitute named Michelle. Go to the room. There will be a man there. The, the only other thing is I, she goes along with it so quickly. She's <laughs> like, oh, well, now we're here. Yeah, I guess it's it's a lot to be thrown. <laughs> the situation yeah, is yeah, hardcore to be thrown into. Real. So, like a guy yes. had a... Torture device in his eye pretty quickly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's That, I think, is my favourite scene in the whole film. Yes! First I'm going to use you as a human shield. Then I'm going to kill this guard over there. 
with the Patterson Troca on the table. And then I was thinking about breaking your neck. And what makes you think you can do all that? You know, my handcuffs? Hmm. I picked them. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Planning his escape. <laughs> um, oh, it's wonderful. But I suppose, like, the main thing is, like, I consider this film, first and foremost, a comedy. Do, do, does the comedy work for you guys? It definitely worked for me. Yeah. I don't know... I don't know what I... I probably still call it an action film. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go action, but I'll, I'll put a subgenre in there. Yeah. Family action. Okay. Something you can sit down. I. I now, it can be a bit controversial here, but I feel you. It's not so mu- like macho as say Predator or Commando. Yeah. Where boys own movie. Yeah. This is this is very much. It involves the family, and I feel it's more of a family type of movie. It's. It's do you, de- it's definitely closer than the other do you, ones. Do you yeah. think that's yeah. because... Again, I'm going to draw back to what Eric mentioned, the interrogation scene with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, she is a strong yeah. female protagonist, mm. like, protagonist, really. Um, yeah. And, I, and, I mean, I, she's not really protagonist, I guess, unfortunately. But, yeah, but, and, yeah, and the, the scenes at home, I mean, I, like, it'd be interesting to see how much time the the being filmed at, at the task at home. You know, uh, Eliza um, Dana... Mm, Eliza Dushku. Yeah, um, going to school and then them baking a cake. Her real yeah, Dad's not going to come to his birthday. That kind of yeah. stuff. So there's all there's all those dynamics playing, um, and that's why I feel it's more like I, I feel you could sit down with your family and watch this movie. Be, Definitely more than some. Like at the end yeah. of the day, the there's not blood pack, pack explosions. There's not like just swearing and. I think there's only two <laughs> F-bombs in the... Yeah, there's not a lot of that sort of stuff. So they keep it relatively clean. The the worst it gets... Like, I mean, you've got the, the dance sequence, which isn't even that... By modern day standards, that's not bad. And yeah. I suppose, like, in terms of violence as well, like, the worst it gets is the, you know, medical instrument in the eye. That, that's the only one that's actually shown to be like yeah, violent. You actually, see people get shot and just fall down, disappear. Yeah, yeah. and but by doing a bit of research for the trivia and stuff, I was shocked to find out this film has a um, body count of ninety people. Yeah, I was actually wondering <laughs> what the body count was like because a lot went down. It's a lot of people die, but it is, <laughs> and I think that again draws back to the whole James Bond aspect of it. Is you know, people just get shot and fall and die, yes. and that's it. Like you would see in an old style James Bond film. Yeah, yeah, they just dis- they go down, henchman down. Yeah, yeah, head villain stays up for a while. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the terrorists at all? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They were actually quite funny. Some of them, like the guys in the truck, were quite hilarious. Oh, with the pelican. <laughs> with the um. And with the Sam missile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so many 80s, 90s action films have terrorists as the bad guy. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. every single one of them. Yeah. And um, I... Th- I mean, Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they're not terrorists. Oh, no, they're they're not. thieves. They're thieves. <laughs> yes, I, forgot, I forgot about that. So he, there's a very distinct line. <laughs> but um, I, I think, despite the fact that they are Middle Eastern, Cameron, I think, did a, a, a good enough job not placing a specific ethnicity or religious faction on them or anything. It's just they are 
terrorists. Make a name for, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to have bad. I mean, Lethal Weapon Two. Yeah. Has racist South Africans. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's difficult to have a if that kind of film with a vanilla nothing bad guy. So, yeah, I think he did a pretty good job mm. of you know you've got to pick a nation with with a point to prove. Mm. Um, and around that time, the Gulf crisis and things yeah, like that yeah, were, were yeah. very prevalent. Um, so there, there was enough of a motivation for them to act that way and um but you couldn't make you you couldn't make a movie like this now no I think you'd upset with, too many people with, with, now. with that that comedic element even associated to the Middle Eastern terrorist group you couldn't make now in in the in the post 9-11 world Dis- disagree you could make that type of film but it would have to be out Flat out satire. Terrorize this. Yeah, but that. Four, but lions, this, I, this, this, Four lions yeah. or Team America. Yeah, but this, yeah. but this isn't satire. That's no, like, no, no. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is your big budget. Some. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you can't make a like huge big budget major studio you're not going to have the Avengers take on the Middle East no that's the only um yeah so but yeah they they don't specify any particular country no I mean even they just say Persia it was a very clever move actually yeah Mm. they say ancient the 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 antiques are from ancient Persia which cover the places of Iran Iraq Syria they just basically list, list all the Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. Okay, cool. That covers enough. Yeah, yeah. that um, could be from anywhere in that area. Yeah, I don't know. It was uh... oh, yeah, yeah. Score. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, uh, Brad Fidel is the uh, composer. And it's one. I'm pretty sure it's one of his last. It was. Yeah. He, he quit the business. Actually, he yeah. um, very famously composed the uh, Terminator thing. He'd worked on every... um, He didn't work on Aliens, because that was James Horner, who then went on to do Titanic and Avatar with James Cameron. Okay, yep. Um, But yeah, Brad Fidel had done the Terminator films, and now this. uh, It's got a really great main theme. Yeah, that metallic. I must admit, I can't picture it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Having just watched the film. (laughs) But I guess it's focusing on everything else. But it Mm. didn't... Leap out and capture me. Yeah, um, which in a way is kind of good. You know, sometimes when there's too dominant a theme, mm. then you it's you just attach too much to it. it's like, and it often kicks in like James Bond style, like action scene time. Yes. Um, so well, whatever the music was doing was working for me. Mm. Well, you're you're a fan, I take it, Mike. Oh yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously then the tango scene. I. I think the main theme is great, but I think a lot of the other score it goes a little too synth heavy, which kind of pushes it almost to the realm of like a late '80s kind of cheesier action film. Mm. Whereas everything else, I think that this film goes for in terms of aping the James Bond style. If it had a big kind of orchestral score behind it, I think it might have. Mm pushed it a little bit further but that's just me yeah <laughs> it's funny because normally I do notice the score of most films but mm. um that's bonkers to me that you didn't recognise it because it's um yeah, yeah. Mem- memorise it because yeah it's such an iconic one for me yeah no <laughs> and, right. and Mike as well so no it's gone already mm. <laughs> I'm sure maybe, maybe if, it, if it pops up like yeah I might recognise it you might know. Oh, actually, yeah. wait, that's it's one maybe 
you know, like Axel F, I knew it way before seeing the film. Yeah. So that was, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> um, T2, like at least the main theme is just... Yeah, it, it's simple. It's just unique and simple, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm. So... Um, I, I mean, is there anything else we want to, that we haven't touched on that you guys want to... No, I think you've, you've, you've led a lot of that really well. Mm. Um, um, I just wanted to, like, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is she in this movie? Because she I is... I will look it up. Um, oh, and do... Well, she was in Halloween in 79. 78. 78. Because obviously, uh, I think there's, <laughs> uh, there's, you know... Uh, um, it's not a, um... You know, uh, the old, say, the older she was women... 36. Ah, Okay, well, it's not, that's actually not that old. Oh, man, we're almost that old. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought she was maybe 40-plus or something and be like, okay, you know. Um, it, it's that old thing of, like, ne- you never see a woman post, you know, yeah. 32 being yeah. cast as the lead in a movie. But like, being sexy as well. Like, yeah. That, that full, like, if you saw a trailer for the movie and you saw, at, at that stage, you know, Tia Carrera and Jamie Lee Curtis and you saw maybe... Um, the back of someone in, in the lingerie, you would assume that would be Tia Carrera because she was younger at that stage. Yeah, you'd be like, sweet, Cassandra from Wayne's World? Yeah. Is doing striptease? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where, you know, J- Jamie Lee Curtis that, that older, but 36 is not old at all, so... I, I mean, scratch that argument. <laughs> well, in terms of Hollywood, it is, but, yeah, like, but in yeah. terms of actual reality, it's yeah. not. Um, just kind of looking what she'd done, like, so I'd kind of brought up this, uh, she'd done My Girl previously, she'd done, um, a couple of seasons on a, uh, sitcom called Anything But Love, and then, yeah, not, not a whole lot, really, like, she kind of, you know, Fish Called Wanda was huge, um, Trading Places, Halloween, like, all of that kind of stuff, she was a very known actress and things, and... I thought she was awesome. Yeah. Even, like, the scene where she dropped the Uzi down the stairs. Oh, God. And that could have been played so... It's a very derpy scene. Yes, it's super derpy. Like, it's so dumb. But she just, like, made it seem sort of legit. Like, she <laughs> seriously just looked like she... She played it up a little bit, of course. It's acting. But she just honestly looked like a woman who'd never fired an Uzi before and was mm. terrified because it was bouncing down the stairs, firing bullets wildly in all directions. Apparently, I was doing a bit of research. She, um... <laughs> She apparently uh, was really nervous making this film because she'd never obviously done anything this yeah. massive before, and she's like, "Yeah, that really helped my performance because like the character herself is supposed to be kind yes. of nervous." Yeah. So she, I, think she I made, just carried that through. She made the transition from like just not make, but just like you know, not confident mm. housewife, so to speak, and then transition beautifully. Yeah, and even just but the trans- it's not yeah. a flawless transition like that scene where she's like, oh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do this spy thing." And, she dresses herself up and rips her dress to pieces and like, oh, I'm looking like a prostitute now. And then that's just that little stumble on the way to the door. It's yeah. just so well done. It's like, sublime. Yeah. yeah. And then even during the sexy dance when she falls down. Yeah, she's looking at the pipe. Apparently yes. she ad-libbed that like on the set, which is why Arnold in the chair like quickly gets up to like, that's actually a <laughs> genuine reaction. Oh, because that was awesome. Yeah. Like just those mm. couple of moments, you're like, yeah, she's letting loose. Oh, she's not perfect. And that makes her really human. Yes. Um, whereas some, some, you know, a, a bad version of that, she would just slip straight into being sexy dancer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and like the makeup transformation for her wasn't drastic. No. Like some of those films. She had like frumpy, weird red licorice frame glasses on and things. And her hair was a bit more sort of um, yeah. housewife Yes. But like some films will like totally just really 
no makeup, big glasses, terrible hair, and then they'll just transform them. Yeah, yeah you're expecting like the pretty woman-esque kind of yeah, montage transformation. Yeah. yeah. Um, or just one scene later, they're just more attractive because they're actually wearing makeup than the artist makeup. Yeah, and they're being dressed loose. nice. Yeah, been... the, the clothes aren't hanging loose off them. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you've got fitting clothes and stuff. Whereas this was just much more subtle kind of transformation. Well, yeah. sort of. Um, <laughs> she was sexy dancing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah. uh, no, I, I thought she was awesome in it. Um, I, I legit think she is the star of this film. Yeah, she, I think she was the best actor actress on, yeah. on in the film. And I I love the fact that it's uh, she actually gets above the title billing. I think that's a really solid move on James, like yeah. the producer's behalf. That because she well, I guess it fits his bill of a romantic comedy, doesn't it? Yeah, that's um, it. It's like the, it, this film like stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. In True Lies. It's not stars Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. Also, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she's there too. Um, she's so good that, like, I, yeah. And I said before that, you know, Arnie's acting was Arnie's acting, but his comedic timing and stuff was great. Oh, God. Like, his little moments, just like. like what he's just like. When she says, like, go to work. It's like, bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bye. Just uh, the, he's, he's the marshal of the throwaway line. Just that this. one one line sort of thing, and then just turn and just bright smile on his face or yeah. vice versa and yep. whereas I think the the one or two like main quippy lines like the you're fired and stuff yeah. like that they kind of fall a bit like uh yeah because you well, don't need them yeah that's it yeah like you're fired was yeah it didn't fit actually no. well it turns out like when Cameron was doing this film he uh, hired a bunch of comedy writers to like yeah. help him inject to the comedy in because he's like I don't know I wrote Terminator and Aliens <laughs> and Rambo like I don't know how to write action like, yeah, I, I don't know how to write comedy so he hired a bunch of comedians and then like all their jokes were apparently like yeah and then Arnie can say this one liner and he was like no that's <laughs> not and so he ended that. up like firing them all and then wow. just writing it himself and he nailed it I think in terms of comedy it's subtle and nice yeah because yeah, Arnie has he has little not non they're not puns is one no. liners, which is what and they're just like simple um, and then Tom Arnold's is hilarious in support I think it's he cast well the people around Arnold yeah and because he'd worked with Arnie before he he wrote to his strengths and yes. knew what he could do gave him a bit more to work with and then had charismatic people around him like Paxton is carry a scene <sighs> yes <laughs> um, Tom Arnold is just so charismatic and very different to Arnie and just very natural around him as well and mm. Jamie Lee Curtis as well so um, and Lee Terrace did a good job yeah he's, he's great um, Aziz uh, Aziz Salim Abu Salim. Aziz yeah. that's right Aziz but uh, the, the actor's name is Art Malik um, yeah. I, he's a um, I, th- I think born in Pakistan and a British national yeah yeah uh, yeah, I, I only know... The only other thing I know him from is he's in The Living Daylight, speaking of Bond. Oh, he's, is he? Yeah, okay. He plays like a um, uh, kind of friendly ally in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's, he's good. Because he actually had, like, when he looked down, just like eye rolls at like... <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell? Where'd this jump jet come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the fact that they were able to get the two Harriers and yes. do so much with them. What a plane, like... James Cameron's like, I know what plane I want. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, if you if you're intrigued, I have the bill. For that. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. Let's get into. So apparently, like the government gave them three Harriers and their pilots for a fee of two thousand four hundred and ten dollars per hour. Sounds about right. That'd be a lot of fun. Right. So they so spent a hundred a hundred thousand dollars at one hundred thousand seven hundred thirty six dollars on jump jets. On jump jets. <laughs> As you do, I. 
money well spent? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally yeah. fine with that. I'm pretty sure that made its return. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, should we just jump into the little bit of yeah, info and stuff about yep. it, Ben? Uh, so the film had a production budget of $115 million. That's interesting. This makes it, in 1994, this was the first film ever to have a budget of $100 million. What's with James Cameron uh, trying to break money records? I, I mean, he, he gets results, though, I guess. Yeah, I guess he does. But, um, yeah, so this was the first film to, uh, yeah, have a budget of over $100, oh, $100 million plus. And then Waterworld leapt past it. <laughs> and that worked out <laughs> so well for everyone involved. And then it drowned. <laughs> uh, it went on to gross... Uh, <laughs> It went on to gross $378 million at the worldwide box office, uh, making it the third highest grossing film of 1994, behind Forrest Gump and The Lion King. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, I'll... It's kind of like, yeah, I'll allow those. Like, yeah. they were both huge. They yeah, were just... all right, fine. Yeah, even Mike can't critique them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in terms of like accolades it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects not enough uh, weirdly it was the only film directed by James Cameron to be nominated in this category and not win oh. so every other of his movies I think like uh, yeah, Terminator yeah. 2 The Abyss Aliens uh, Titanic Avatar effects, uh, yeah. there's a surprising amount actually like all the stuff with the Harrier jet sequence at the well, end. Yeah. That's a I, crazy amount of. And the bridge sequence. Um, the bridge is cool. Yeah. That's a beautiful incorporation of like practical model effects as well as some CG and stuff. It's. Yeah. There's a lot of hidden effect shots in there. Yeah. But it, he's done it so well that it is seamless. That yeah. Yeah. Just like, Not as overt as, say, yeah, your Terminators or Abyss. Yeah. yeah. And well, I suppose it's in a grounded reality, so. Yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis actually won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a comedy or musical for this, yeah. and she was also nominated for the Screen Actors Guild for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, cool! Fantastic! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she's. So yeah. it was nominated. Okay, as a comedy movie. Mm. Yeah, uh, rightly so, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it fits. Yeah. You're not going to put on a drama. No, no. But um, <laughs> found it interesting that like yeah, for the Screen Actors Guild, she was nominated for supporting. I'm like, oh, uh, come on, that's. It's a real tough one. She doesn't. Oh, she's, oh, yeah, I mean, you could argue she has more screen time than Hannibal Lecter, so... <laughs> yeah, and he won Best Actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, it's it's a very... Yeah, she's right on the cusp there. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess um, brings us down to the final thing. Um, I think it's pretty obvious Mike and I are massive fans. Ah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but uh, Eric, as a uh, grown-ass man, how do you feel about that? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll join you on the... On the thumbs up yeah. train. Uh, no, no, that was yeah. The big thing for it is it didn't feel like two and a half hours. Well, it did, but it didn't feel like a long two and a half hours. Yep. Did you have fun? I had a good time. Yes, exactly. Um, just like seriously good set pieces. Really, just solid rolling plot. Funny. Um, yeah, just a great mix of everything. Like as soon as you realise it's not taking itself seriously, but it still executes it well. Just, yeah. Yeah, you're just on board. Um, and yet yeah, just tight as well there were no pointless scenes um, so yeah and the uh, the big question Eric as a kid uh, what do you think he would have thought yeah he would have loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would have loved it yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway can't go back in time <laughs> yet come but, on Skynet <laughs> James Cameron do your thing <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, we can't go back in time, but we can go forward. So, uh, would you like to pull on another film oh. for next week? Out of the hat. <laughs> oh, that was amazing! <laughs> oh my wow! <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Pl- I'm getting on my Malcolm Gladwell podcast. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh, oh what best actor? <laughs> <laughs> you should write for James Cameron. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Avatar right. 17 doesn't appeal to you. <laughs> um, okay, so our next film is going to be Home Alone. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Alright. So, um, yeah, Macaulay Culkin was a big deal back when we were kids. Yep. Like a big deal, and I basically missed all of his films. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. No, I, I don't sound like What's it. What's the one that you have seen? The Good Son I Have Seen. <laughs> Like, I'm, Which I enjoyed. I don't mind. I think I, I enjoy the Good Son sure, uh, purely on Elijah Wood coasting through to like yeah. help that out. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it because it just was <coughs> dark. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I saw half of Richie Rich. Okay, yeah. uh, that, that's one that we we'll, might have to chuck but in. Elijah another one that you know is on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that, that's a big one for us '90s kids. Yeah, so, massive. Anyone born in the '80s and growing up in the '90s, yeah, so should, should have seen that, really. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, tune in in a fortnight's time for that episode. But um, thank you, Mike, for joining us. Being thanks our for having me. Thanks, thanks, Mike. You. Yeah. Aww, thanks, guys. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you have any comments, queries, or uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on True Lies or some suggestions of films we should put in the hat for Eric. Uh, you can send us an email at haven'tseenpod at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we will uh, be back in a fortnight's time. For this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. Oh, and I'm Mike. Yay. We'll see you next time. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.